It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm going to welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Caduti. I think we just had a nice little podcast before I even hit record, but that's for other ears only. Uh, head coach at Folser. Did I say that right? I... Folser. Folser. I'm a country boy. I can't talk. Uh, high school down in big old Texas. Good job, brother. Yeah, no big deal. Coach, how is it down there in Texas? You're wearing a hoodie thing. I think it's too hot for that. Uh, we had a referee fix today. Uh, it was kind of a, one of those days. Yeah, we had humidity up here. It was like 90 degrees in humidity. That's not happening. I'm not wearing that. There is nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, Coach, uh, is this your second year being the head coach there? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. This is my this past season was my second season. Um, I've got uh, yeah. This, I'm coming up on my third. I've uh, been in Texas for I think seven years, maybe. Wow. Um, how'd you end up in Texas? Because I know I think you're originally not from there. No, I uh, man, I've kind of been everywhere. I've been. Uh, I was born in Virginia. I lived in Philly for a long time. Missouri. Uh, California, Utah, Louisiana. You name it. I've probably been there. Um, but you know they say, man, this is the uh, this is the mecca. Mecca. Well, I was going to say, like, when you first got to Texas coaching, was it an eye opener, or like, was it like, oh man, life can just be about coaching football? Well, you still have to teach. So the thing about different about Texas is, um, 
you have to teach the coach here. So, like, for me, I'm, a, I'm the head coach, but I'm also, like, the campus coordinator or would be, like, the athletic director of the high school. Okay. Pretty cool deal, man. Like, um, they definitely – they a lot of the schools definitely spend money and spend time on it, which is cool. Um, you know, and that's something a lot of places don't do. Um, but, you know, it's definitely eye-opening. I mean, there's better facilities at some of these big schools down here. Um that, that basically, like, I mean, these kids go play FCS football and they actually have to downgrade their facilities. Ooh. I mean, it's unbelievable. My first year here in Texas, I did not coach a game where I did not look on the Jumbotron on HD <laughs> after, like, at the end zone copy. Like, without, I didn't even look at the field. That's wow. crazy, man. Wow. Yeah, we don't have that up in Illinois. That's not a thing. That's not. No. Well, in Missouri, what either, man. And um, what I'm learning is some of the some of the like surrounding areas, like I know some of the Arkansas schools, some of the Oklahoma schools, they're definitely picking that game up. You know, I, you know, I I've seen some guys like Big Speed and all those schools. I mean, these these guys have indoor facilities. I mean, so it's changing, man. It really is, um, and it, I think it all truly depends on where uh, you are. Right. You know what I mean, um, I've been keeping track of your your offensive stuff, so I've been watching videos. I think. Is this your second time being a head coach? I think I watched somewhere you were head coach yeah, in Missouri. Yeah, I was a head coach in Missouri. Um, I was a head coach in Missouri for three or four years. Uh, had to have been three or four years. It had to have been three or four years. And so, um, yeah, three or four years. I, God, I'm so bad with dates, bro. <laughs> I am too. I, I'm losing my mind. I, I blame COVID because I had COVID twice. I'm like, it's COVID brain, guys. Don't worry about it. You had COVID twice. Yeah, I had it twice. Never even, never even like I tested positive like twelve times and never got sick. Oh man, the first time was January of twenty one, and how it worked was I woke up and I had the worst headache ever, and I just blamed it on being remote learning. Like I'm staring at a computer screen all day, every all day, right. and I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take the day off. Like it was a. F- Thursday or Friday. And I said, screw, I'm taking the day off. It was the first day Illinois said you could have basketball practice in the spring. I said, screw, I'm taking the day off. My now fiance wakes up and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm not going to work. I have a headache. And she goes, so do I. This isn't good. Let's just go get tested. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, whatever. I was so positive that we didn't have it just because whatever. We went and got tested. We swung into Duncan, whatever. Got home. We're sitting there. All of a sudden our phones go off. You've tested positive. And we about died. Like it was, I didn't have a taste or smell for a month. Like it. That's crazy. What? It, like. Everyone talks about it. Like I never got sick. I never bothered me one bit. So you guys are still remote learning in January 21? Oh, yeah. We were, uh, uh, what were we at that day, time? We were either hybrid or remote. That's so crazy. Like down here, man, it was that spring after that body. Like I played football that fall. No, I I don't mind talking about how stupid it was. Like we all went home in that March of 2020. We went home and then we just stayed home. Summer hits. We're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. School starts. They were like, hey, we're going to be remote learning. And then they wanted to go hybrid. And then it just, things kept happening. And then. I think we just started hybrid that January, like just going into school two days a week or something. It was, yeah. No. Yeah. It was, it was a weird time, but yeah, that COVID, I had it during the Super Bowl. So like 
What? We ordered wings, and I'm eating wings. I'm like, I can't taste them. Like, nothing's happening. I took a bite of an onion and stuff. You couldn't tell what you were doing. Uh, I tried to learn how to drink black coffee. I was like, this is what I'm going to learn. And your body just felt like if someone hit you, you would have broken in glass. Like, it was... Really? Yes. Okay, see, I'm not jealous of you at all. (laughs) Oh, it was... She had it worse. She had all the body aches and stuff. Like mine, if I had body aches, it was in the morning. She had it. And there was one day she slept for 17 hours. And I kept having a poker. And I'm like, are you alive? Oh, man. Like, I don't understand that. And the, and the be- so that day I tested positive was the first day that we were going to have basketball practice. I was at a new school, going to go coach basketball, test positive. Called the head coach. I'm like, hey, I won't be there for 10 days. I just tested positive. He goes, Steve, you were two hours away from shutting us down if you would have shown up. And that's who I like. Then the second time I got it was May of 2022. It was finals week. I woke up and I was like, oh, something doesn't feel right. Right. I got ready for school. I'm literally walking out the door to my car and I go, you know what? Something's not right. I need to go back inside. So I went back inside and I realized I can't smell anything. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go get a test. You want more? See you, brother. Yeah. You want to come around that night on the other? Yes. I'm good. I got it. You got it? I got it. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, field house guy, man. Killed me. Oh, no. Dude, I wouldn't even like, ah, I, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. Like, I, I'm so glad I moved to Texas when all that thing, when all that was going on because, man, it was, bro, I was walking into Lowe's. Like, so it all shut down with March, hell, May. I was walking into Lowe's with no mask on. Life was good. Um, crazy. Yeah, no. And so <laughs> I had to email human. I got tested positive. But then like the next day, I felt great. I was like, I don't think I have it anymore. I don't know what's going on. But human, human resources were like, well, you can't come back for five days. And then when you come back, you got to wear a mask for five days while you're on school on school grounds. And so I went back and... We, I, was, I missed all finals week. I wasn't mad about that. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, basketball started. I had to be in a mask. And people looked at me like I was, like, I don't even know. I walked in with a mask on. Because we're done with masks at that point. I walk in and they go, what the hell's wrong with you? And I'm like, uh, if they see me without this mask on, they're going to kick me out of the building and everything else. And blah, 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 blah. I don't know. And then my fiance got it again in the summer last summer and I'm like it's still a thing at that point I'm like it's still here I don't know uh, my thoughts on that are yeah, I don't I, you know I hear conspiracy theories man I got a bunch of guys a bunch of my staff guys are like conspiracy theorists like truth seekers I call them truth seekers <laughs> I get man random tech letter tweets about how you know this and this I'm like brother I don't even know but all I know is I'm just glad this is over like I want you to think about that the world shut down Think about that for a second. Yeah. The world shut down for yeah. a uh, like I, I'm, bl- I'm blown away by it. Look at it. I'm just blown away. The polio, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. I don't want to do it. I'm pissing my off. <laughs> the only thing I tell people is I wish we had a football coach running the state during that time. I was like, if a football coach was running things, we would have been all good. But that was all I said to people. Like, I don't know. But that's it. Yeah, that's the whole. I probably have the same views as you. I'm from central Illinois, which is way different than suburbs of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Way different. Well, think about this, man. It's it's mainly, you got to think, 
a lot of thought processing happens in those metropolitan areas, right? Like, so if you were to poll it and it kind of matches the same political demographic, like when you get inside Metroplex areas, that's where you're going to get that certain belief. When you go rural areas, country areas, um, you're going to get those certain beliefs, right? It doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in Texas. Like, dude, if I look at Houston, oh, yeah, man, it's that, that Metroplex area, Dallas Metroplex area, everywhere else, you know, and they're in their different beliefs. So it's, it's really interesting to see how it works. It doesn't matter where you are. Which, what I find more interesting is that the population in those rural areas might be a little bigger mm-hmm. in certain parts. That you know, so you know, it's man. You can piss somebody off. It don't matter what you say. You can piss someone off. Oh, I did the school I was at. I did because I had these viewpoints, and I'm like, I would say things, and they all kind of look at me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in the suburbs. I'm not in a cornfield, cornbread town anymore. Not back in my spot. No, no, I'm not on my one lane roads. I'm on my four lane expressways and and all that. <laughs> all no, that. man, I to say the least. I understand. I'll leave it at that. Oh yeah, but oh well, that part of our life's over, I guess. Uh, it's still a thing though. We still have COVID days, and I'm like, what? Okay. No, you don't. No, you don't. Or they might be getting rid of them now. We had them this year if we needed them. You had COVID days still. So uh, yeah, yeah. I think they just got done this summer, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was this summer. Because I remember them saying something about if you... Yeah, it would be done. What? No yeah. way. Yeah. Like, I can't believe COVID is a real thing, dude. <laughs> COVID days. I always got pissed because I never got to COVID vacation. <laughs> well, that's why I said, I think I remember saying when they were getting rid of them, I'm like, well, can I take them now? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> Can I just use it? Yeah, like, it's a vacation. Why would I not take it? Like, that's the whole point. Like, I try to tell people, like, guys, like, the world shut down and we didn't take advantage of it. That's our own damn faults. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I miss remote learning. Yeah, well, me too. Guess what? Real life is real life. Get over it, people. Yeah, I you liked know? it at first. And now I, then I hated it. Brother, there's like states that made their kids wear masks under their, under their face masks. Like, what? I don't know. I, Anyways, I'm yeah, this is my second year here, man. This is yeah. uh, I've only been in Tech seven years, so it's it's different, man. It's cool though. I'll be honest with you, it's really cool. Um, uh, it's the people here. As long as you're in a good district, they care about football. They care about sports in general. Um, what's different here? I'll tell you. This is really something I didn't know about until I came down here. Was they have athletic periods, mm-hmm. so. The thing is, you have to teach. You have to teach the, the coach here. Yeah. So they have athletic periods. So like my football kids are in my 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 varsity ten through twelve is in fifth period, and my and my freshmen are in the last period of the day, and um, those are those are like all my football kids. There's yeah. no weights class. Like PE here is like detention. Just for the bad. <laughs> like PE here, like you don't want to be a PE teacher down here. Wow. Like yeah, you're literally like. You're the access teacher, basically. And they're just walking. Like, those kids don't dress out. Nothing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Different world, man. Um, different world. Like, no real life. I've got a... We ha- we average, like, 97 kids in PE and a period. Wow. Yeah, and just one class. We have two classes going at one time. Yeah. You're about, you have 180 kids in, like, one or two gyms walking around or just sitting around or whatever. Um, because they just, yeah, because any athlete, any athlete whatsoever goes to athletics. See, in Illinois, that's different. It's, they want to go to PE rather than athletic PE. 
if, if, if they have it, Illinois doesn't really have it. It just depends on what school. Like, two high schools just now hired full-time strength coaches as, like, teacher salary for the first time. That's not a thing. Ever. And then, yeah, so if you push it, yeah. some some buy into it. Some buy into it. Others, you try to push sure. it. But if you yeah. push it, they go, okay, athletes go in first. But then all of a sudden, counselors see, oh, there's an open – oh, there's a P class yet. And they start throwing kids in there that aren't athletes. And you're like, well, wait a minute. That's not what this is made for. This is made for athletes. This is made for this or, you know, but – that's why Texas is Texas, I guess. It's different. And I like it, man. I mean, it's really cool. Like, I'll tell you. So, my first year here, I was an assistant. Uh, I was, like, at a D.C. And my first – one of my first games was against Jalen Hurts. Mm. And That's awesome. Crazy, crazy part is, to be honest, he wasn't even the best quarterback in our district. Really? <laughs> no, dude. Jesus. I, yeah, bro. It's – the kids – the like, especially when you get to the big schools here, like, even the Owen 10 teams have a power five guy. That's really? such a population thing. It's 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 cool, man. It's definitely a sight to see. Like half times here are twenty eight minutes. Wow! Because both bands perform. <laughs> yeah. Like, so think about that. So if you go to a game, right? Um, if you go to a game, to let's say for example, if you go to, um, so you play an away team. Your band's coming. Your drill team's coming. Your cheers coming. Everybody's coming. Right, and they, you know, and it's like battle of the bands and battle of teams. It's like a, it's a community event, man. That's and I think that's what really makes it cool. Yeah. Um, do you know about East St. Louis? They do that. They bring their whole band with them. Do they? Oh yeah. We, I was coaching at a school up here in 2018, uh, Glumbard East. We went nine and zero. Won our first round playoff game. Second round, East St. Louis is coming up. So they drove all the way from East St. Louis up to the suburbs, and okay. they were tailgating in our parking lot at 10 a.m. Like fans were there in their campers, tailgating. We showed up. St. Louis is hood. Yeah, it's they. They showed up to our school. They're in the parking lot. They're they got red solo cups. They're 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 tailgating. We were walking in as coaches. They were cool. They were like coaches. You want to join us? And we were like after the game. After the game, we'll come over here. And their band just comes and brings it in, and their band is just like. You you know like it's uh what's the movie I can't remember the band it's just like that so they bring it and they outdid our band they were like boom they took over they just walked on the field and took over that's wow because there's a documentary on them if people haven't watched it it's um yeah what's it called eighty nine blocks eighty nine blocks what's it on uh is it HBO maybe is it. That or Amazon Prime. It's one of the two. I would like to watch that. I would like to watch that and see what they say. Because I think... Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like to watch that. No, East St. Louis is actually coming down here and playing uh, Tascacita, a, a powerhouse out of Houston here. Oh, yeah. They, they'll they go. They'll travel everywhere. They, they, yeah, I saw that today. I didn't even know they were doing that. Because th- that's a tough place. And he had that guy's done a good job, but like that's a tough place. And he gets division one guys left and right. The only thing that pisses people off is they go play people in Illinois and it's just covered by Missouri license plates when they come play them. That's what pisses Illinois off. Well, because I yeah, do, I mean, dude, let's get in real, man. It's those teams recruit, man. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Sad, 
sad, but very, very true, right? Mm -hmm. True, it's it's what's gonna. I mean, I mean, Lord have mercy. I I don't know what else to say about it, right? Like you don't, um, you don't know. Like I don't know. It's hard for me to explain that because you go. You know, like, for example, like public schools down here, I mean, let's get real, they don't recruit, but they recruit, mm-hmm. right? But they recruit. And so, um, to me, I think that's very, um, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, that was the first, like, I'm so I'm 6'5". So when they Thanks. come up, when they came up to play us, me and their safety looked eye to eye to each other, and I, because he's that tall, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Their nose guard looked like Dwayne Johnson, just five foot ten, and it was like, okay, here we go. I had a sophomore guard picked up the sophomore guard, and he threw him three yards in the backfield, and the kid's eyes were just big. And I was like, I don't know how to bring him down from that. I don't know how you bring a kid back from that. And they just laid it on us. We only gave up fifty points the entire year combined, and they come in and score fifty six. Okay. Oh, it was scary. But yeah, I recommend it. I watched it. It's from their 2016 season, I think. So it's a while back. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I'm trying to find it for you. I'm writing this down right now. What year? I think it was 2016 season, I think. I'm trying to find it for you because I watched it like last year. And I'm I can't... Find... It looks cool, man. I mean, like stuff like that is fun. I. I know, so like I knew East St. Louis was loaded, brother. I, I knew that, but like the for a school, and the crazy part is I don't understand that is a extremely like poor area. How does their school have money like that? They got grants. They get this. And I, now, don't ask me how, why, where. I don't know. Where did I watch it at? It's bothering I me. I've seen. I think I've seen part of it. I do. I think I have. I know it's older, right? Yeah, it might be on Fox Sports or something. Too. I really, I'll tell you the one I'm always interested. I'm always interested in the dude that was a Hoover. What's his name? Probst. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something else. God, yeah. that guy's crazy. Like that's a crazy. Like what happened at Hoover and then what he was. Sorry. So did you know that he is now at the school that he had his second family at? Is he really? Yeah, come full circle. He's at that school. Yep. Because where, where was he just at? Valdosta? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, he was at Valdosta down in Mississippi. And now he's in Georgia, or Alabama at that school that, um, yeah. What the hell yeah, is I wrong think. with people? Yeah. He's something else, bro. They want to win, man. And he's just a winner. Like, he was at, was it Valdosta? Or was it the one before? Like, he basically had, they had him on like video saying, like, hey, we need to buy these players. We need these players. Da, 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 da. Hey, we need to buy this kid. That was at Valdosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had the, the recording. Somebody recorded him saying that they wore yeah, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, um, he was, um, I'm trying to think. He said something, but he was doing a. Um, he was, God, what was it? I don't remember now. Yeah. But like, I remember cause they did, a, they did a documentary on him down there and then they had to like, stop it. <laughs> uh, 
there was one on HBO I watched too. It's about a private school in Baltimore. St. Francis. Yes. I watched it on HBO. That's he's a cool dude. St. Francis. Like that's a that's a cool dude. Um a school here in Illinois is gonna play them and I forget who's playing them. Oh good luck. That's one of the best football teams I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, because in Illinois I don't know how it works in Texas, but in Illinois, in the suburbs anyway, you got the Catholic schools. So they can actually, like, recruit, quote-unquote, and it's fine. And what public schools have gotten pissed off about is, you know, they they, they recruit kids and they, they, they either dominate or because of the multiplier, they play up and then they have these kids that are going Division One and they come in and they just beat the public, like... No Chicago public school won state till like four years ago. Like it's always Catholic schools. Like it just, really? just well, that makes sense. Yeah, a buddy of mine took a job up there at Chicago, one of those Catholic schools. Where's he at? Quittenfield's his name. He was an old Philly guy uh, with me. He was down here for a while at Episcopal, like Jalen, like Jalen Waddle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, great dude. Um, but he wanted to get back north. When what did uh, I don't remember what he did? Yeah, I don't. But so now they've made it where it's a Catholic league, and so during the regular season, all they do is play each other, and it's going to be a. That's what that's what that, that's what I hate about. And so here's my question: So your Catholic schools and private schools play your public schools in the same in the same like uh, governing body, right? Yes, they're all covered under I just say it's all the same. Yes, that's BS, dude. I cannot stand it. I think that's unfair. Um, dude, I don't agree with that. Well, like, we never do. Like, we don't, I don't play them. Like, we do not play them. But there are schools that do because they're in a conference. They're in a conference with schools that are non-Catholic. And so right. finally, public schools start putting their foot down and saying, like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, we're, for example, I left the school I coached on 2018. I left. They yeah. made the playoffs the next year, so I went to watch, and they played a school called Marist up here. Now his, yeah. t- now the, the school I left is a public school. He had 55 kids on his varsity team. He's got it rolling. They're pretty good. Marist comes in. They come in at 5-4, and four, making the playoffs. They come walking down, and I said, they look like a Division three, Division two offensive line just walking down. And, Not even fair. And just bullies them. And... He's pissed off. He's like, we just went eight and one this year, won our conference, and what do we get in the very first round of the playoffs? We get this Catholic school. Like, and he he's not gonna he's not gonna make excuses. He's like, yeah, we need to do this, we need to do this, but like ultimately he's like, but still, these kids are put in a bad situation. So he yeah. like it's it's ridiculous. And so finally, now they're gonna put him in these leagues where during the regular season, they got to play each other. But they could still make the playoffs the same way the public schools are. Yeah, that's the That's where he's at in Chicago. Where's he at? Brother Rice. He's the head coach of Brother Rice. Oh, is he really? <laughs> yep. Are they in your conference? They are not. They are not. Yeah, he's out there. But they are very, very good. Uh, knowing him, I'm going to go ahead and say I assume. They're... Man. And they have a 40 mile radius. Is that the rule? You have a 40 mile radius to pull from? 40 miles. So if you're up here and 40 miles dips into Indiana, guess what you're doing? There's no freaking way. You can? Yeah. Now you can't 
you can hand pamphlets out and be like, we're really good at football. Here's our education. Here's whatever. What a joke. Our, where I coach football at, our youth program, I see guys will, or at least it's called I see, they will show up to the youth things. And if we see them on our premises, we have to go up to them and say, get off of our, like, they will come get those kids at 7th, 8th grade. It's stupid. I'm actually pissed about it. Like I, I'm, pissed, I'm pissed for you. Well, down here they have open enrollment crap too, man. Like, which I find interesting. Like down here we have, um, like some of these high, some of these public schools are open enrollment. Like legit, they can these high schools these high schools can open enroll. Like kid, can, they, you can't recruit them, but they can come to your school. Does it matter how far away they live, or they have to be? I get there. But like I'm not. But like I went to school in my so in our in our think about this. So in our the the state championship game, I know that at least four of like the six and the top ends of the state championship game are open enrollment. How is that fair? It's not. The kid well well the kid has to suit a year. Well that they just get the freaking they get these studs as freshmen or sophomores and they just sit a year. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. That- like Illinois is kind of like that in certain ways. Like a team we're going to play week one, their district has three high schools. That district is open enrollment, which doesn't make sense because you could be right across the street from the school and you won't go to that high school. So one high school in that district is really, really good at sports. So guess where all the studs go? They go to that school. Yep. Everybody else gets dumped off on the other two. Yep. And then there's another district. It's the second biggest school district in Illinois besides the uh, CPS. They have specialized things at their high school. So, like, if one high school... is have that, too, where you're like, okay, they're math and science, or they're... Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We, have, we get the same stuff, bro. It, it's uh, There's school districts that do that. So, like, if, oh, if you live inside the school district, you can go wherever you want. Yeah, and... So one school over there is really good at football. It's communication. So all the all the athletes go over there to do football. No, they go over there for communications, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm the asshole that tells them the truth. I'm like, ah, da, da, da. but I'll tell you this. That's the school. Let me tell you this has ever happened. I don't know if it's happened to you. Okay. I'm at a school. We're going to play that particular school. We're warming okay. up. So like they have a uh, – uh, freshman fresh soft game going on before us and, and we're down warming up with varsity their coaches are standing on this hill watching us they have their phones out trying to film what we're doing before the game and like filming it and writing stuff down and like watching us and like taking notes and filming us and stuff like that like right before the game and so the head coach goes let's just line up in the wing tee fuck it and we just got in the wing tee and he was like yeah let's do this and oh brother i've done it they're taking notes though, and I'm like, so right then and there, I was like, I hate those coaches. I was like, I don't know why this bothers me so much, but I'm like, don't you have film on us from all week? This was a Saturday game, so you've had all week, week seven, to figure us out, and you're standing there like, like this. They're just like talking to each other, and I'm like, what's your problem? I don't agree with it, man. Now I was young. I was like 28 at the 27 at the time, but I'm like, this this is making me mad. It's bullcrap, dude. I'm telling you. It's bullcrap with these guys. Like, I'm amazed at what, like, you know, I, I'm amazed people will do. 
to try winning games. Oh, I, I, I wrong, man. I'm a competitor, dude, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm just blatantly idiotic. I don't know. Oh no, I'm stupid, but I won't do that. I'm like, I'll watch film. I'll do whatever. If 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 it's set up to where they play on a Saturday and we play on Friday, we might go watch them. Like that's all up. That's all fair game. That's all yeah. good. But like. I don't. Yeah, I might glance over while they're warming up just to be like, oh yeah, that kid looks big or whatever. Or that kid's actually whatever. But well, like, but you're not filming them. No, like literally, they had a piece of paper on some had their phone, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? We're playing in like an hour. Like, what else are you gonna find out? Nothing. They're not gonna find anything, dude. Let's get real. You know what I find interesting is like, so here you're like up there. You're allowed to use like huddle sideline mm-hmm. and all that BS, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't use that in Texas. Really. Nope. You are, if there's any video recording evidence or video evidence of you doing that stuff, um, of you doing that stuff, like they'll suspend you games and all kinds of crap, dude. Really? I thought everybody could do that. No, not down here, buddy. Well, I mean, you're dodging a bullet, though, because it's a pain in the ass to set up and make sure it all works, but like... Really? Because we can have the TV on the sideline and like it yep. could be connected. Can't and... have any of it, dude. Can't have any of it. The first year they they before right before that came out, there was like this weird. There was like no rules. I was a twenty five yeah. year old OC, and a team came to play us, and I was in Charleston, Illinois, and yeah. I coach with a headset on was in the end zone with the end zone camera with a headset on watching it from that, and and there was like really no rules at the time, and. Yeah. My idiot self goes to the ref. I'm like, what is that? And they were like, uh, 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 I don't think that's against the rules. And I'm like, that's not against the rules. I'm going to take an iPad, stand on the bleachers and film it and watch it here. And well, you can't do that though. And I'm like, but that's what he's doing. So then like two, then two years later, all of a sudden is when huddle sideline came out and I'm like, okay. But like the refs had no clue that never happened before. So our head coach said something and the other head coach started to yell at us because we were complaining about it. And he's like, nobody else complains about it. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, so then we sent a coach over to ours with a headset on. We were like, all right, we're going to go do it too. Mm-hmm. Then they started complaining. Like, it would. I can't do that. I ain't about that life, bro. Not about that life. Well, then the next game, the head coach had, he had two kids go to the bleachers with two iPads, one filmed offense. And when it was done, they'd run it down to the sideline and we just watch it. And we were like, well, there was no rule. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do that crap like that. Yeah, the huddle sideline stuff. I can see where it's. I can see where it's not good. I can, you know. And I, but at the same time, for me, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I would be more frustrated with that than actually just coaching. Yeah, it's good. At least for linemen. Like for me, coaching a line, it's good because I can say like I can make adjustments very quickly or like show them. Um, outside of that, maybe quarterbacks, but besides that, it's really not like anything that I look at maybe the first half. And then if the second half is a very close game, I don't even think about them. So it's such a close game. I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. Right. But like, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes that Wi-Fi thing doesn't connect and you'll miss, it may take a minute to upload the, so at some points it is a pain to, mm-hmm. to, to do that. The, the huddle focus thing where it's moving with the stuff, that's great. Like, that stuff's great, but the sideline part is a pain. So maybe you're dodging a bullet down there because it's... Probably, man. 
But, well, I will say another thing that's nice about it. You know, a kid comes off and lies to you. Well, where was he lined up? Well, he was here. I didn't have to block him, and I pull it up. I'm like, well, this says different. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see, like, still pictures. Like, I'm okay with still pictures. Like, I respect that. Yeah, the only but, like, some coaches – and then I don't know if you guys can do this. In practice, we can use drones in practice. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% we can some try to do that for games, so they had to put a rule on that, and we were like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't use that in games. Are you using drones for practice? We can't now. Our high school, we're too, I, they claim we're too close to yeah, O'Hare. You can't use it for games. You can use it for practice, but you can't use it for games. Right, right. right. But, when yeah, that, but when the drone first came out, again, people in Illinois are sneaky. Uh, mother. They wanted to use it during the game instead of the huddle or the end zone camera, and they were like, uh-uh, No. Because you're going to film the sideline, you're going to do all this other stuff. Like that's not happening. Wow, Illinois people actually, are crazy. So I actually bolt my drone to my sideline, my to my end zone uh, pole, and oh. that's our thing. Really? Yes. That's smart. You're a smart guy. That's that's yeah, the best way to do it, man. And then there's no wires, so the wireless controller, and it doesn't kill the battery because it's not flying. You are a smart man. That is brilliant. It, dude, it helps a bunch. And the camera's so freaking good on those things. That's the best film I've ever seen. I saw it in 2018 was the first time. I'm like, uh, drone film is the best film I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, I know. How does it feel to be known as the wide zone guy? How did you approach that title during ah. COVID? Um, honestly, man, I just kind of... I, I, I was... Co- man, it's hard for me to explain, but... I hung my hat on it, man. I played in it. When I played, uh, when I played um, in the league, I, I played in it. And I'll make a real long story short, man, I got my ass kicked by a team when I was in Missouri um, as a D.C. And he, that's all he was doing. Um, <laughs> and he kicked my ass, and I should have won the game. I had some D1 kids. He did not. Um, next thing you know, um, man, next thing I know, uh, I just three yards of pop, four yards of pop, boot for 10, so I just told myself, I'm just going to go back to it if I ever become an OC again. And then as time progressed, I started realizing I don't, you know, I just needed to get really good at something. Like I was every young OC in the world, man. I had every play, every concept, yep. yada, yada, yada. And I was a big run and shoot guy. Uh, and believe it or not, like a bunch of our sprint out stuff is run and shoot concepts, like true run and shoot concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tried to do all these things. And I started realizing, like, I would get so frustrated with the kids because I, I felt like they, they couldn't do it. Yeah. And, um, and I just started basing it down. And I started realizing, okay, man, I can I can just do this and get really, really, really good at it, and just find the answers off of what we do. Um, and then I sold my soul for it. I mm-hmm. said, this is what we're gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna live or die by this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just had to believe in it. And so, like, I, I, you know, I coached it long enough. And so, as we started progressing, it got to the point where, like, brother, I don't, that's all I run. That and like a toss. That's mm-hmm. all I run. I don't run any other run schemes. And so it's pretty interesting, man. It's it's. it's uh, you know, it, it, it's, I've learned that, you know, we have to make it look different. People have answers, but my kids believe in it. And yeah. that's really what it boils down to. It's like the old guy. It's like a team that are stupid good at the veer. Uh-huh. Right? So yeah. It's 100% the same idea. It's the same philosophy. Well, because like during COVID, I had started this podcast right before COVID. So I take the blame for COVID, I guess, because I started and then all of a sudden the world got shut down. So I took blame for it for a long time. But like. People are like, if you want to learn wide zone, Coach Caduti's the guy. And that's what it, they kept telling me, like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ah, I don't need to learn it. I don't need to learn it. Right. 
And then I eventually got to the school I'm at now and I was like, I got to do something different. So I dove into it. So I had to go find your old videos. And then finally I was like, maybe I should talk to him. Never, never could do it. I was like, I'm, I'm too nervous to talk to this guy because he's the, he's the guru. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm going to be dumb. I don't know what this is. I'm a nobody, bro. <laughs> well, well, I put it in last year and I had to watch, I watched your videos, coach Timmerman's videos. I've talked to people. I put it in. And believe it or not, the coaches actually liked it. They saw it. They were like, now our head coach, he calls it stretch. I'm like, okay, call it whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't, I, this is what I got told though. They were like, you can't call it outside zone. It's wide zone. And I said, okay, you got, when I was talking yeah. to people and I thought it was going to be a play. He was going to cut this off season. We came into this season. He goes, nope, you got to keep it. You, you really? got to keep it. Yeah. He's like, we got to figure out a way to push people this way, and if we can get downhill with it, because that's what's sold to my head coach. I was like, we can get outside or we can get downhill, and it's mainly yeah. downhill. And he goes, I like that. I want to get downhill. And I said, yeah, but instead of downhill to the A gap, it might be BC gap, and we're finally getting downhill. It's a physical football play. It's not power. Like I tell people, it's power without power. Yeah. Like it's, I don't yeah. pull anybody. There's no, you know, it's rules. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, every year um, I start my kids, and I basically – uh, 14 guys on defense. This is no lie to you. I put 14 guys on defense, and they have to. And I tell them we're running right, and you got to stop us. And I tell my kids, you have to get four plays, three yards in a row. And if you don't get it, we're going to keep doing it until you get it. So once they figure out that they can just fall forward for three yards, and the offensive line doesn't care what's in front of them, um, that's when things are really exciting because they get they they because now all of a sudden you get this moment like oh. We can do this against 14 people. I can yeah. do this against anybody. So every Wednesday during team session, I get I put 15 people on the defense. I tell them we're either going to run this play or this play. Mm-hmm. I said, stop it. And our team, we don't we don't leave team until we get four plays, three yards in a row. And if the defense wins, to reward them. So like so like you know oh, they like start brother-in-law and you know right. I say okay, if you can stop in the first four plays, you can stop in the first four plays. I'll buy you lunch. I'll bite pizza, all of you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's a, like they go at it. And right. So that's helped our kids. And so, like, they have that belief that they can do whatever the hell they want. And that is really, truly all that matters to me. It's like those kids truly believe. Like, I had a, I had an O-lineman call timeout once. I'll never forget it. I had an O-lineman call timeout on fourth this past season. And to tell me that, you know, because, I, you know, you, you scheme these plays, right? You, oh, it's fourth and one. And I got this motion with this and – he called timeout and said, Coach, that's not what we do. It's fourth and one. Well, what do you mean? Coach, we run Cobra, which is mm-hmm. our strong side wide zone to the right. And he's like, that's what we do. Let's fund that shit. Oh, okay. I look at the quarterback. He's like, Coach, he's right. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so we line up, make it look fancy. Boom. We pipe it. Touchdown. Kids come over the side. I told you, Coach. <laughs> so it's like the kids The kids believing in it is everything. Right. right? That's, a, that, that's awesome. That story. That's awesome. I just got chills. I was like, that's that's great. But that's what I mean. And that's what it is. It's about finding an identity. I tell guys all the time, like, I don't care if you're a school bag beer team. Right. I didn't. Brother, I, there's a team in Missouri that beat my ass every year. I just hired one of his guys actually down here, uh, Web City. Uh-huh. And all Web City, I mean, it's a 4A football team. They used to be. And they ran split back beer down your throat. Like, split. I mean, I'm telling you. I felt like I was remember the Titans. It's like Nova can't give a time. It'll work. <laughs> and, that, I mean, and they proceeded to put 70 points a game. Mm-hmm. Run a split back here. Right. You know, and it's like, because those kids believed it. Mm-hmm. They just believed in it. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I've got guys that are, you know, I said, how guys Stanford run a Rose Bowl, run another power. 
<laughs> and so you have to like just find your identity, and I think that helps kids. It gives them that what makes you different idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I put in last year, and then it was the first year, and anybody on that staff had done it. I dabbled in it, and we're putting mm-hmm. it in. And I'll tell you what, I during the summer and before our first game, with it. A little bit. We had a transfer running back come in, and he was a guy that could do it. He was shifty, like he was fast. Um, for the most part, I kind of let some people down because I know the rule is like you have to at least get back to the line of scrimmage. There yeah. were times that did not happen. We would, we thought somebody, our the lineman thought this guy was going to pick him up, didn't, all that stuff. Yeah. We, we get tackled in the backfield. We did it during a scrimmage, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm letting all the wide zone people down. I'd be very frustrated. Like this isn't what's supposed to happen. I'm an idiot. This isn't working. But then we stuck with it as the year went on. We became successful with that and pin and pull. Like that was like what we hung our hat on. I don't know why pin and pull worked so well, but it did. But it's your. But again, you find out. Uh, you find out who you are. And you find that identity, and that's why I tell them you'll get back to the line of scrimmage as long as everybody finds the block. They don't have to win the block. They just got to find it and stay on it. But it's like you slip, fall, miss a guy. Okay, it happens. Like that's my whole plot. Like as long as your kids can stay on the line of scrimmage and not miss somebody throw a run through, you got a chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was yeah. watching. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Oregon State right now. Uh huh. Um, what they do, and just watching what they did against you know Oregon and against all those other schools, and you know, and so like one of my college teammates was Dan Lanning at Oregon. Uh huh. And so like you know, I'm, I'm always gonna follow and watch, and, and but so like I'm watching Oregon State, I'm like, like they're physically just staying on their blocks, and these dudes are just like, I'm telling you, you watch that game. It is the most. It is. It is the most crazy game. I've ever seen because they don't throw the ball the entire second half and come back from three scores down and win. Mm-hmm. Well, they run wide zone, toss, wide zone. Like, and it's just boom, 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 boom. Can't yeah, so I can watch this. The best second half you'll ever watch because it's just fun to watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch them. That's what I do on my off time. I try to find old games and go back and watch them. Uh, um, what was I going to ask you? I forgot. Like, so that's all you do is wide zone. There's no other run play you guys do. Nope, just toss. You just toss out a wide zone, or is it just got something different? Basically, some people are like pin and pull, but it's not. We just oh. pin, we we basically pin the edge. We pin the first guy head up inside the tight end, and our then everybody else stays on wide zone path. And so, like, we tell our tackle, like, if that tight, um, if that tight end. If that tight end blocks down, then the tackle, you're aiming for that. You're basically exchanging with that tight end. So instead of a tight end, instead of you two double teaming to that backer, now you're going to the backer and he's outside. So you're just going to take your aiming point and get behind them. Right. So like our kid, we don't teach pulling. I just tell our kids, just take your step and go. Right. So it's not really, we don't teach you like pulling. Um, so you have the same aiming points. You don't change anything. Right. Right. And so, but in the backfield changes. So like all of our, um, all of our jet sweeps, all of our motions, everything like that, we, we only run those two plays. So, like, even if I was going to run, like, so our sprint out game, we're, our O-line just running wide zone the other way. Okay. They're running wide zone. They're running boots, basically. Yeah. And um, pullback blocks, first guy on the line, uh, in men's line scrimmage, running back gets the second guy. And so, but if I want to run boots, same thing. We run wide zone the other way, and then we chip and run. And if I want to run um, play action, it's just wide combos. They just settle up in three. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to run screens, it's the same thing. But instead of blocking down linemen, 
Um, down linemen, we just leave the down alignment and go run to our linebacker combos fast as we possibly can. So they don't know anything different. Our right. kids don't have to know a different thing. We don't do any pack. I don't do any drop back. Uh, our drop back is play action. Uh-huh. We don't do any drop. Back. Um, we run. All of our screens are blocked the exact same way. All of our sprint outs blocked the exact same way. So it's our kid. Like our own line walks into a game and knows like legit two run schemes. They know two blocking schemes. Right. You know, and that's it. And it's my job to make it look different. Uh huh. I think we uh, second round playoff game. I think we ran thirty seven formations. Wow. Formations. Yeah. Wow. If you guys hear that, that's my chocolate lab barking. Somebody's walking by. <laughs> no, you're good. Um. Wow. Okay. I didn't know you just ran wide zone. I thought someone told me you ran duo. I have no clue. I used to. Okay. Um, I used to, I might dabble in again this year. But that's, again, to me, we don't treat it. We, we teach it like zone. We don't teach it like gap. Yeah. We just teach zone. Um, we teach our kids you're basically running zone the other way. Yep. That's how I'm doing we, it. And just change the backfield. And so, but like, so for us, like, I'm, I line up in everything. Like, I line up in the, so last year we played a uh, team who's just stupid talented. And so we figured out, man, we lined a lot of you. We lined up. So we're normally a, if I was to tell you what my base formation day one install is, it's um, basically 20 personnel, twins, two mm-hmm. back, pistol, right? Right. But go from there. So, like, that's our base formation. Well, we played an entire game and we ran nothing but the double tight straight tee. Ooh. And ran the same place. Yeah. Nothing. Whatever. Literally nothing changed. So you're a big, I'm going to run more formations and less plays guy. Huge. And so like, I'm going to try to take, and I'm going to put a different picture in front of you every week. So you're not going to see the same formations. You're not going to see the same motions. You're not going to see the same shifts. Uh-huh. Um, you're not going to see the same anything. It's always going to look different, but it's always going to be the same result. Right. So like, I might be in press with a running back going in jet motion, and I'm running boot that way. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or I might shift to this formation, that all of a sudden I'm there. I'm going to find a way to paint a different picture for your kids. Right. Yeah. See, you're smart. See, I'm telling you, you're you're a brilliant person. The, the drone and now the form, all that stuff. Because I've never heard of somebody just running one run play ever. Yeah. And so, like for example, like for us. It's about finding the most efficient way to run that play in that game. So, um, you know, like we, I'm just going to go through, like, I was going through stuff the other day. So, like, our week two game, um, it took us, like, two series to figure out, okay, this, like, our this formation, they're super used to. They've seen it. Okay, we're going to shift to this formation when we get to it or motion to it. And then we figured out, okay, this, this. This game we love compressed two by two instead of three by one because they they balance us up and don't totally overload. Um, and so like we were down, like for us, our first game of the year, dude, we were down fourteen nothing mm-hmm. in the first two drives of the game, and we came back and won seventy seven to forty. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Threw the ball eight times. Eight times. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So you're like Oregon State, where you're just, I'm just gonna. Well, I'm like so. First two games of the year this year, we threw the ball 16 times and had eight touchdowns. Really? Yeah. When we're throwing the ball, we're throwing the ball. Like, there's a reason I'm throwing that ball. Right. Like, your safeties are biting down. Um, yes. So, I was going to say, if you have just one run play, do you have more passing plays, or do you even have that, like, 
super low. Yeah, so like for us, you know, like um, two of our four touchdowns in week two um, were basically uh, ace, uh-huh. an ace formation, and we ran double double cracking ghosts. And we just found that we just basically – he threw to the one, the side that he faked to. And so we knew their safeties were fit, their alley fitters. And we mm-hmm. knew, like, you know, we knew it. And so, I mean, we're fucking swoom, 60 yards, you know. And so it's it's different. And so the other thing we got to understand is, like, we're going to run all the way around, man. Like, I don't I don't kick PATs. They go for two every time. Okay. And our two-point conversions are their own offense. So every week it's a different offense and three plays. And it's play one, play two, play three. And they're all the same. They're going to be the same formation, same motion, same shift. And they're all going to look different. We're all made a different play. Um, but it doesn't change from what I do. So, like, week one, week two, it was literally the tackle over single wing with my two fullbacks, my quarterback, and, like, a old-school spinner. Wow. Yep. And, like, the next week it was um, – the next week it was five wide, uh, true five wide, and we had – but we ran the same three plays. And, like, I'm running three plays. Mm-hmm. And then the next week it was, like, trips compressed, and then I motioned two guys over – Shifted another guy over late, and then sent another guy in jet motion into the imposter. Yeah, it's like so. You, uh, yeah, it's like you're playing Madden every day. It's like I'm gonna be messing around with this. Yeah, we like we, our punt formation is just another offensive formation. Is how we look at it. Yeah, uh, we don't punt nine times last year. That's it. You're making my bur- my brain like just yes start to turn a little bit. Yep. And we don't we don't kick we don't kick it uh, we don't kick deep on kickoffs unless we absolutely have to. It's on side every time. So you want to do things on uh, like different than everybody else. You're like I'm going to yep. think this way and just do this. Like does anybody else do that in Texas? Like do they all do that or like you the only one? Dude, I'm like everyone thinks I'm crazy. They all, they think <laughs> people think I'm like retarded like crazy. I'm telling you, man, it's. I'm not status quo. Bro, we have a coffee bar on our sidelines. I drink coffee when I call plays. Really? I swear to God, man. We have a hot chocolate bar, too, for the fan. Like, I, our managers give it to, like, the fans in the stands and our cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying to you, bro. It's, like, part of our, like, game day gear up. Coffee, hot chocolate. It's a thing, man. You must be the most interesting man in Texas because I've never I'm heard gonna, that before. I might, be the most, I might be the most hated man in Texas half the time. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it my way. Like, I just yeah. – if I'm going to get – I'm going to get fired one day. It's going to happen, right? But if I get fired, then I'm going to get fired the way I want to get fired. I'm going to do things my way. Like, dude, our, our coaching shirts are NWO. New World Order. Like, that's, <laughs> our coaching, our, that's our pregame coaching shirts. Like, I don't, we don't warm up. I show up literally at the very last second for my kid to get taped and get on the field. Okay. Yeah. I don't, we don't do warm-ups. We don't do static stretching. Like our, we'll go to individual for like five minutes before we, you know, you go back in and then we'll do like team punt, boom, hour. Like our, it, we are different, man. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong so, with, there's nothing wrong with that though. There really no, is. We want to be different. We want people to understand that we are, um, that our kids know that we are going to be different. And yeah. Bite, right. But you know, you hear the hate, man. People in the stands just, ah, oh, kick it deep. Go kick the PAK. You know, I kicked three field goals all year last year and all three game winners. But that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Like, I don't need to. Why would I want to kick a field goal? If right. I can't get three yards on a fourth and three on the 10, then what the hell am I doing? Right. 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 Like, what am I doing? And so 
But again, it goes back to the philosophy of we're a little different. I will do that. Like I don't kick a field goal, but I'm also like, I'm trying to, I don't, how about this? If I don't have the coin toss, I won't. I want the ball. I don't want to defer. I want the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are multiple games, right? I get the ball. Like I don't have to, we don't know coin toss. And so, because I'm, our philosophy is we want to physically beat you up. Like right. I want the first series to legitimately take 20 plays. My goal is to have a 20 play first series. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's our kids know it. So I, like I tell our kids, like it's going to be brutal. It's going to be hard. They're going to be ready for it. A first series of the game is going to be nasty. Right. And I need you to set a tone. And yeah. So like, dude, I was like, I'll line up. I've lined up and ran quarterback sneak the first three plays of the game. Really? Yeah. F you, dude. Like, this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. Had a team that rolled up and they ran two twos. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two twos and the middle linebackers like six yards deep. Quarterback walked up, boom, four yards. Next play, do it again. Four yards. Like, I don't care. It's just what we're doing. Right. The idea of setting a tone and tempo. Like, I'm not trying to score. I'm not trying to get that that's explosive play. Yeah. I'm trying to physically. Well, defensively, like if you're a defensive coordinator, what's the one thing you don't want to give up? The big play. The big play. So you stay back and don't get the big play. So if I just keep pounding at you four and five yards at a time, either you're going to keep giving me four or five yards or you're going to have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when you take your chance. Right. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I tell people. Like, you know, it, it's so like, that's just our philosophy and we're so different when it comes to it. And I, and I think, you know, I think it comes from the idea of I've gotten my ass kicked as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right. Like, and so, like I tell people, I said, there's nothing worse than every every damn football team basically starting the series second. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being the coordinator having second and six every series? That's yeah. what I that's what I try to make it for us. Like I want you as a defense coordinator to have second and six right. every freaking series. Right. If I do that, I I got you by the balls. Yeah. Because I want. Right. Because you know, I'm gonna go for a fourth down. So second down to six to me is like first down to six. Uh huh. Right, I like it. I like it. You, you got my wheels turning. I'm like, I like it. Yes, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hey, welcome, welcome to the evil club, the dark <laughs> side, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not the head coach though, so I could say whatever I want. I'm not the head coach. I don't make. Oh, decisions. dude, trust me, that's why I'm the head coach because I'm the one's getting fired. It don't work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what it is. I, I just, I don't know. It, it's I want to be different. I don't believe in doing things the normal way. Well, for me, to be honest with you, if I I try to find what people are doing, and I try to do the opposite. Yeah. Well, uh, like up here, uh, Coach Tony Holler, who does the feed the cats thing. I know Tony. He does things different, so I wanted to talk to him, so I did, and he does things different, and he makes me think about it, and makes you know, like he's like, I'm not doing things the old school. I'm going to do things this way. And then I go talk to our head coach about it, and he starts to buy into it. Now, there's some things he can't give up. He played linebacker in college. He's like, I can't give up certain things. I have this meathead mentality. You know, he's like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I don't make kids do up downs now. Like, if they piss me off, I'm like, just go sit in the corner and just stare at the wall or stare at the the fence. We do do one and move on. Yeah, I don't. I do one. The other thing is, the other thing we do is, we do, I don't punish my kids through running. I would do, we do community service. Oh. Yeah. And I make them wear bright orange shirts. That's a good idea, too. 
Yep. So like they'll have to do cafeteria lunch duty. They have to do cafeteria lunch duty, and they wear a bright shirt thing where they they roll the freaking trash cans around. Well, you're an idiot. You got eight hours of sparkle duty, as we call it. So move on, buddy. That's another good I, idea. I, I don't want to punish kids by running because at the end of the day, I don't want running to be a punishment. Like I want you to want to go sprint. You know, I don't want you to. Who? What kind of person am I? It just means because for some kids, like running is no big deal. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to look like a fool. But, yeah. And you're getting something positive done? Hell yes. You know, so I start our philosophy on it, man. It, it's, I'm learning, um, I'm learning as I get older, like certain things I did, I, I kind of like call and apologize to people like, dude, I'm sorry I did that. You mm-hmm. probably should not have done that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Because I'm about to turn 33, so I know I'm still young. Yeah. But, but there's a part of me that's like old. Because I've been coaching since I was 19. I walked on at EIU, got my butt yeah. kicked because I was too small to be a lineman. I was 6'5", 270 pounds, and they said, you're too small, so you got to be a tight end. I hate running. I hate trying to do all that. So I said, and I got laid out by a linebacker, and I said, this is this is it. I, You know, mentally, I am just couldn't do it. So I went to coaching. I was 19. Now I'm about to be 33. And so I've done it all. That's, man. That's a long time, bro. It is. I going into 14 years or so and then like i know people didn't start till they were 25 or so and i was like i was an offense coordinator at 25 and, really and dude. now I'm, I'm nobody and i don't know i don't know shit about fuck but you know like uh, the, the you know, old, at least you're figuring that out well Bro, I, I thought i knew it all and shit like right now the more i'm like dude i don't know this shit i just know I do what I do, and I just, if I don't know the answer, like, I'm learning really quickly. Like, dude, I call people. Like, I talked to a guy today. Uh, there was a coach, and uh, we had a referee pick, so I now talked to one of the coaches that, you know, honestly, his team's not very good, but he's stupid good about how he signals, like, how he changes it up. And yeah. So I'm going to ask that now and start taking notes for 30 minutes. Like, dude, tell me how you do this. Like, I love how particular you are about this. You're super decisive about it. And, like, I took, like, three things. I'm like, okay, this is genius. I'm taking this. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're doing right here is genius. This is so different. Yep. Um, and so for me, it's, you know, I, like I go speak at the Glazier clinics, but more than anything, I'll find a guy and be like, tell me everything. Yeah. Tell me everything you do. I want to know. Right. Like I want to know. And some of the other better ideas I got is, you know, we sit in those panels. I'm on those panels, like t- those rapid fire panels, like program ideas or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm taking notes half the time, forgetting to say what we do, like talking like, Oh, I, you know, I, oh shit, that's a really good idea. You know? Yeah. So that's, those are the things that help build my program is listening to these assholes who are, <laughs> freaking rock stars right and i'm over here just happen to be sitting at the same table you know hopefully some of the stuff i've done like hey well i do this but i stole it from this guy mm-hmm. you know like one of the best things i did was dude, i invite all my parents to max out that okay invite them all have a roped out they eat pizza and they watch their kids they watch them get after it right uh-huh. and our kids love it, the parents love like it's like that's one of those things yeah, uh, there's a coach here uh, in Rochester, Illinois. He's won eight state titles in the last 10, 11 years. He won five in a row. And I've talked to him before. He was at a seven-on-seven seven up here in this tournament. I just went straight up to him. I was like, hey, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in a long time. And I immediately started talking to him, like quarterback stuff. And I'm the line coach, but I immediately am talking to him about that stuff. He is so awesome. This is what he'll do. Where's your quarterbacks? He'll go watch him throw, and he'll be like, work on this, work on this, work on this, within two minutes. And I'm taking notes. And I'm like, I'm going to go tell our OC that. I'm going to go tell this. Because he has no secrets. You would think some people are like, oh, he has eight state titles. He's not going to tell you anything. He'll he'll straight up give you the playbook. He'll be like, this is what I do. I don't care. Yeah, and they're the, are they the orange team? Yeah. 
The Rockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Rockets. Run a bunch of jet motion yep. stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing him. I saw their OC speak, man. Sharp. That's the head coach, yeah, Derek Leonard. And then his dad is the he just got the most winning most wins in the state of Illinois history. His dad just retired. He's the most winningest head coach in Illinois. I was in Chicago speaking at a glazier and I listened to him and I liked yeah. it. There was a couple things he did off in Jet that I stupid love. Yeah. That actually Yeah. He he's okay. like He's like you, the more I think about it. He wants to do funky formation sometimes. He wants to do this. He wants to move fast. He wants to get them to think. Like, again, that star formation, put everybody on one side, and then they do something different. Like, he is all about that. Yeah. He's about. Yeah, I got some ideas from him. We call it COVID, where we just run like a diamond over here. Yeah. And we have a, and like, we're like a diamond, like an unbalanced, like diamond. And over here, we're like a sniffer with a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, I got that from him. I got the idea from him of just. You know, and then motioning to it and letting everybody fucking go there. Hey, go yeah. over there. Hang out over there. Yeah. Like, I don't care about y'all. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. He is a brilliant offensive mind and quarterback guru. Like, I'm not a quarterback guy. I'm an O-line guy. So let's get real. Well, when I was an OC, nobody wanted to do quarterback, so I said, fine, I'll do it. So we got a guy to do O-line, and I did quarterbacks. Loved it the first year just because it was different. The second year, I got bored. I was like, what are we going to do, run over a bag and throw a ball? I'm getting bored. Like it was just boring. But yeah, that's funny. You knew him because sometimes I tell people that and they go, "I don't know who that is." I'm like, "You don't know who he is? He won eight state titles." Like, yeah, dude, he's sharp, sharp. I remember him. Yeah, and he was dude. He was very charismatic when he spoke too. Oh, yeah, he can talk him. forever. I like him. He'll talk forever. But if, if it's about football, you'll get him to talk forever. And then you want to talk about travel baseball? I got him going at that seven on seven talking about it. And, <laughs> he hated it. Oh, well, well, I was. That crap. I was like, well, wait a minute, though. Like, you guys compete for a state title every single year. You're dealing with that? He goes, dude, I don't have all my dudes here. And we're in Chicago. Like, they're from Springfield to Chicago, which is, you know, two or three-hour drive. He goes, I still don't have my dudes. Like, they're doing this. And I'm like, but you're a state title team. And he goes, everybody deals with it, man. He goes, I can win. We can win. He goes, we can win. He doesn't say I. He says, we can win whatever. But, they, yeah, they still do it. Man, so there were, I mean, you gotta everybody's having the same issues, brother. Yeah, and then he, but then he he also undertalks themselves. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Because this seven on seven, the Chicago Bears put on their outreach program, puts it on. If you're in the top eight, you win money, and there's like sixteen teams. He's wow. like, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. They're the only school outside of the Chicago suburbs that come up there. Really? And they want they won it last year, and they won again this year. Like. He'll play anybody. He's like, if I could travel up to the suburbs and play people, I'll do it. And they're a school of 800 kids. He's like, I'll do it. I knew it was a smaller school. It's eight or 900 kids. And they, they won class 4A so much. They so moved them up? They moved them up to 5A. I think it was last year, and they won it. That's they, awesome. And, he, and they're a public school. So he's like, why are you moving me up? I'm a public school. Get these Catholic schools away. Like, yeah. My brother Rice. Yeah, but uh, yes. The, the guy put. Don't get me started. Like, we we we've lost kids to the Catholic schools. Like that, we should be coming to my our school and it's whatever. Well, and it's crazy because like you come down here, dude. Private schools are not even in the same governing body. Like they're their own thing. That's what they want. Public. There's some old school coaches here that have been doing it for twenty, thirty years. And they want that. They're like, go play in your own Catholic league. Yes, get the hell out of here. You don't belong here. Or, or yeah, or or go play out schools in other states, and then do your own thing. And we'll the public schools will do our own. Like we'll we'll take care of whatever. 
because yeah, I don't know. You watch, you look at them in conferences, they're beating teams sixty to fourteen, you know, fifty to seven, and it's like, is that even fair? Yeah. You have a guy te- like this one school. It's a the multiplier makes them four A. They should be two way. They just had like a kid signed to Texas A and M, another kid signed to Miami, and it's like, is that fair? Private school. Yes. And I don't know what the rule is either. I drove by baseball. We're driving. I have to drive the minibus. We're driving back, and they're in full pads in the spring. I'm like, Illinois doesn't have spring ball. You guys are out there in full pads. I don't think that's legal. I should have called. I, I should have called the governing thing. Like, should they be in full pads right now? Private school. Do the hell they want. And the best was a kid left and was supposed to come to our school, but the parents were going to get a divorce if they came here, so he went to a different public school. They sent him a message telling him to F off, literally text message like, F you, you abandon us. And I'm like, could you imagine if a public school teacher texted that to a kid? We'd be fired, like, today, and never find a job ever again. Well, because they can do whatever they want because of private school. I know, dude. I, dude you're, I know, man. I know. I know, and it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off, you know. And what I think really pisses me off is that not only can they do that, they can do whatever the hell they want to do and not have to see the same. Uh, they don't have the same accountability that we have in anything. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And to me, I'm like, that's bullshit. That I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think that's ridiculous. Well, uh, maybe not. I'm just me. Well, the funny thing was during coat. COVID again, COVID, private schools were like, well, we don't necessarily follow the same rules as like the the, the, the state public thing, so they could have school. Uh-huh. But then they tried to do that with sports, but they're under the same governing body as sports. So then the sports said, well, yeah, you might be going to school, but you cannot be doing this. And if you do, we will discredit you from being a school in Illinois. Like, we'll take away everything. Mm-hmm. So they were fighting that, and that was the only time I really didn't hate the private schools. I was like, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to get your kids to play, whatever. But then that happened, and I was like, well, sucks to suck. Now welcome to what we're dealing with. Yep, 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 yep. You ain't got to be preaching the choir on that one, brother. You ain't lying. <laughs> Unless you were, were – suburbs, we couldn't do jack shit because people would see us. If you were from where I'm from in the cornfields, I can tell you exactly what was going on. I can tell you exactly what they were doing down there. Nobody cared. Nobody. I know, man. That's what I'm, dude, I'm telling you, you understand. I, oh, it's crazy. Dude. I, I, I sit there and deal with. I, I sit there and deal with some of this stuff, and I'm like, I don't understand how people. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand how people can get away with what they get away with. I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. Oh, I, I, like I said, I could tell stories, but I can't say it while being recorded because I will get fired because I just dealt with it with our school and. It's a quick story for you at the end, but yeah, it's just because of what the state of Illinois does, and, and we need a football coach to run the goddamn state because it's well, just- honestly that's what is. They're the best administrators and the best everything. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to understand that. Like, guys, this is legit. This is what we are. You know, like I don't understand why the struggle is real to like get an administrator that understands. Like sometimes you just have to be an ass. Yeah. And stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like Coach Leonard's dad just retired, and I told him at the sentence, I was like, your daddy's going to be the governor. Like, just, just get him to go. He's retired now. Go. Yes, get man. Like, but that, again, goes back to goes back to the point of, uh, we talked about. Like, you just – how do you 
like how do you deal with like just some of the assholes that we have like mm-hmm. i get so frustrated with, with, with i get so frustrated with the people that like run some of the thing like they have no spine because they're so worried about losing their position or their whatever it might be and i don't know i'm now venting and i should stop <laughs> well the last two things because i've kept here a long time one yeah. i saw a picture of your knee how's your knee doing when I hit by a truck, brother. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It hurts. Oh. Yeah. Complete reconstruction, man. Wow. Complete reconstruction. It's awful, dude. I miserable feeling. I, I thought it was like a torn ACL or something. I have no clue what it was. It was, but it's ACL, LCL, PCL, meniscus, cartilage. Oh, you name it. I was I was like, I hope he's all right. I hope I didn't make him walk too far with that. No, man. I finally I finally got off crutches, which is Stupid fantastic. But I finally got off crutches and I am now doing my normal thing. Like I'm actually now yeah, I can walk. I have a brace. I have an ACL brace. Like right. you know, one of those one of those uh fat offensive linemen that, you know, yeah. I tell people I was like, I promise you I did not self I did not self diagnose myself. <laughs> you, know those, you know those kids that randomly show up with the cop with the copper fit brace on their knee. Oh yeah, yeah. My chiropractor yeah. told me I needed to wear this. Yeah, I sprained my knee. I'm like, you sprained your what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That we've had that or the self diagnosis of a concussion that pisses me off so much. You have see, I was telling, I was telling the other day, like we really don't have that. Like I don't knock on wood, knock on wood. We really don't have that. And that makes me happy. Like we don't deal with, I don't deal with those, and that does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I love it. I don't have to deal with. Like I had like two concussions. I have more. I deal with concussion issues with other sports, cheerleading, uh-huh. uh, play ball, stuff like that. Well, that's what I, told, I do. I told people I've been doing this since I was nineteen. I said I from nineteen to thirty two, thirty three years old now. I have seen maybe three or four true, true, like, concussions. The worst one I've ever seen, I was an OC. One of our kids got rocked. And the the trainer went to go look at him, and he was bleeding out the nose. And he all of a sudden started swinging at the trainer. So I go running over there. He didn't know who we were. He didn't know anybody. What? And started swinging, and he's he's crying. That's scary. Yeah. He was crying. That's scary. Crying because he didn't know who we were, nothing. Till we sat him down, we put him on a chair, and all of a sudden it just came back. And he was like, "Oh, it, and it was the freakiest thing." And I said, "But in 14 years, that's probably the worst thing I've ever like that right there's in 14 years. Like it's that's crazy to me." Yeah, it was scary. That was a scary thing. And guess what? He was back three weeks later. What? They cleared him three weeks later. He was good. And I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure about that?" He's my freaking hero, dude. That's he, wild. He wasn't that good, but he he, he was back. He was on a back. kickoff. That's wild to me, man. Like, how does that even happen? Ballsy, bro. I'm impressed. Super impressed. But like, yeah. we I don't we don't have it, man. I really haven't had that much. We haven't had this many issues, and, I, and honestly, man, I'm kind of glad about it. We might see him basketball. I had a kid in basketball this year. He Got screened hard, fell to the ground, and out of his mouth, he's like, I got to come out. So I subbed him. He goes, yeah, I think I got a concussion. And I'm like, shut up. 
No, you don't. Like that, that's what you do. But you're dealing with like freshmen. As they get older, they don't do that. Because I don't know how it is down there in Illinois. If you say anything about a headache to the trainer, any of the words concussion comes out of your mouth, it's weak. Like we can't see you. Just legally out of their mouth, we can't see them. That's ridiculous. I'm not dealing with that crap. I'm not dealing with that crap at all. So, no, our trainer, our trainer played college soccer, so she doesn't put up with it. Really? Not bad, deal, man. She's tougher than us. If she, if a kid goes in there complaining about something, she goes, "Shut up." Oh, I like her. I love her already. My kind of woman. She, yeah, it's even the trainer before her. She was the same way. If some kid complained, she was like, "Are you serious?" I like that, dude. I, and honestly, man, I got a lot of my, a lot of my trainers are like, hey, you know, I just want to hold them out. I don't know if it's a concussion, but I'm not going to say it is. Let's see what I feel like. Ten minutes. Ten minutes later, you know, he's fine. Okay. Well, you we know? just... We just... I, I think that there was this huge scare for about four years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's it. But, man, I got to bounce, man. I got I got things to do. I got I to gotta go pick up my kids and live life. Yeah, my bad. My bad about keeping you on so long. Bro, no, 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 no worries, man. I enjoy talking. It's a good time. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, man.